The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, if a brother or sister sins against me, how often would I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to Peter, no, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold, together with his wife and children, and all his possessions, and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, Pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, Have patience with me, and I will pay you. But he refused, and he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Now his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. When Jesus had finished saying these things, he left Galilee and went to the region of Judea beyond the Jordan. The Gospel of the Lord. The readings are very appropriate. I don't know if you've caught what was going on in that first reading from the book of Joshua. It's really, really early in the Bible. It's at the end of the first Exodus, when Israel was finally being led out of captivity or Egypt, they were just at the point of going to freedom, the promised land. And all they had to do was cross the Jordan River. Moses had died at this point, and he had transferred his power to Joshua, or at least the Lord had. What does Joshua do? The very thing that Moses did. Moses parted the Red Sea so that Israel could escape out of slavery in Egypt. And now Joshua was going to part the Jordan River, not as great a miracle, but still a miracle, so that Israel could now go into the Promised Land. Notice what the Lord says to Joshua. What is said at the beginning and throughout every Mass. I will be with you as I was with Moses. The way we begin every Mass is, the Lord be with you. And you respond, and with your spirit. We're reminding each other that the same God who was with Joshua, that great miracle leading the people into freedom, is with us at every Mass and throughout our lives. And that's important to realize when the Lord is with us, when we really understand that he lives in us, then we have nothing to fear. And we can go from slavery to freedom, whatever the slavery might be. Now in the Old Testament, it was physical. Now, for us, it's more spiritual. Sin always enslaves, and we know that. We can get into addictions and all kinds of damage. But the Lord always offers freedom. 
and through all of the sacraments for sure, baptism is the primordial sacrament, and that's why it was so important that Joshua stand right in the middle of the Jordan River as the Ark of the Covenant and all the people of Israel passed through into the Promised Land, and the waters parted. Now notice what happens when John the Baptist begins his ministry, the new exodus. And what does he do? He goes right into the Jordan River, the same river. And he preaches a repentance. And that's what his baptism really effected, was that notion that we need to be freed, but on a much greater level than physical, but more spiritual from sin. And when Jesus comes to John the Baptist, he goes right into the Jordan, he gets baptized, the Holy Spirit comes down upon him, and we hear the voice of the Father, this is my Son, in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And now that baptism is what we celebrate today. And that baptism completely forgives sins and frees us from any kind of slavery. Now, the sacrament of confirmation is the fulfillment of baptism. That's why it's important that you are making that crucial decision to be confirmed. And what do you hear, or what you, should you hear, as that oil is being placed on your forehead? I am with you. The voice of God hopefully speaks into your heart and says, I am with you. You chose me tonight, and I will be with you. And not just tonight, but every day of your life. And the same goes for those candidates who are receiving their first communion. You've chosen to come here and receive Christ, and Christ is going to say to you, I am with you. And not just say it, but actually come into us through that great sacrament. So it's a beautiful set of readings for today's celebrations. The ultimate escape from spiritual slavery is forgiveness of sins. And that's why in the gospel, Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, how many times should I forgive? Seven times? And Peter was thinking, that's a pretty good number because in Jewish numerology, seven was the perfect number, the number of completion. But Jesus says, not enough. How about 70 times 7? That's the number of divine mercy. He elevates what we think as humans is a lot of forgiveness. He now elevates it to a divine exponent. Now that's tough, and we know that as we go through life. When we're hurt, it's very difficult to forgive. But the sacraments that you're receiving tonight and the prayer that nourishes you through the week and the fact that God is with you helps us to actually forgive. In fact, God makes that a condition. In the very prayer we're going to pray shortly, the Our Father, the one that Jesus taught his disciples, it says, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. So in fact, Jesus makes our forgiveness from the Father conditional upon our being willing to forgive each other. And that's why that parable was told at the end of today's gospel about the king who forgave that poor servant who owed 10,000 talents. Now that's like millions of dollars in today's currency. He could never pay it back. But the king had mercy because he pleaded with the king, fell on his knees and said, I will pay, give me time, and he forgave the whole thing. But that same servant went to his fellow slave who only owed him 100 denarii, still substantial but not millions of dollars, and he refused to extend the same forgiveness he received and he was thrown into prison. So we're called to thank God for all the sins 
he's forgiven us by forgiving each other. And we need the Holy Spirit to do that. But the Lord is with us. That's the one thing I'd like you to really remember tonight and every day of your life, especially when we're in trouble, when we're feeling stressed and anxious, and we've got all kinds of issues going on in our lives. God is always speaking into your heart. I am with you. Fear not. I am with you. Let's celebrate tonight and give God thanks, for he forgives us all so that he can bring us to the true promised land of everlasting life.